and welcome to episode 8 of the Supply Chain Podcast. Today we talk to Albert Scheiman, Director for Global Logistics and Procurement at GCP Applied Technologies. He's been working at the company for just over two years and today we get the time to talk to him one-on-one. Enjoy. So Al, um, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you today. Um, If we could just start off with um, having some time for you to introduce yourself, could you start off by telling our listeners about your career journey so far and how you found yourself to be at GCP Applied Technologies? Thank you, Charlotte, and thank you for uh, hosting this podcast, and I'm looking forward to an excellent conversation uh, today. Uh, How I started my journey, uh, I'll, I'll briefly just give an example or some background information. Uh, grew up, I've grown up with deaf parents. So growing up with deaf parents, I've learned throughout my career, what's helped me is to have uh, empathy, uh, either as a, have empathy in your personal life and empathy in your professional life. I've, I found that's guided me throughout my career. I've had, uh, I've worked 10 years for, with Mitsui, Japanese, uh, shipping line, Mitsui OSK lines, five in the States and five in Hong Kong. So fantastic experience as an expat uh, living in Asia. And then after my 10 years at Mitsui, I was 16 years with uh, DuPont, uh, one of the world's largest chemical companies. And at DuPont, I had uh, five different roles, all in sourcing and logistics from buyer to a leader. And then a brief time at FMC, I was part of an acquisition. And now over two years with GCP Applied Technologies here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, we're about a billion in revenue, 2000 employees, about a hundred sites around the world and 900 patents. And the businesses we sell to are the commercial construction industry. We have two key segments, uh, specialty cement and concrete and specialty building materials. Wow, okay, so that does sound like a, <laughs> quite, a, quite a lengthy journey so far, especially when you're saying, you know, it's five different roles that you had, um, you know, just one, one particular company. That's, that's quite interesting to say though, about obviously mixing your, your personal experiences with your work life as well, because, I mean, just to go off a, a different path for a moment, would you say that's quite critical to have in your work? Uh, yes, I think it's critical to have in your work and in your personal life is, uh, is empathy. It's a trait that's usually not talked about as much. Addition, in, in, in addition to empathy, you know, I've been fortunate as one of my assignments at DuPont to be considered best in class uh, by McKinsey and Consulting for developing, implementing, and effective and engaged logistics and procurement team. So very very proud of that recognition and realizing that as an effective leader, empathy is a big part of that, especially now uh, in this new environment that we're in. I think we'll we'll definitely, um, we'll touch on that later, especially with um, everything else that's going on at the moment. But um, could could we just um, bring it back for a second and just have you explain in a few words, you know, describe what GCP do um, and what actually sets it aside um, from your competitors? GCP is a uh, disruptor in the commercial construction industry. We're a spinoff of WR Grace almost five years ago now. And GCP 
as in our name, Applied Technologies, have over 150 scientists here in Cambridge developing new technology, new innovation for our customers. One example is Verify, V-E-R-I-F-I, which is uh, state-of-the-art information for our customers, um, our cement and concrete customers on, on where their shipment is, mixing the uh, shipment prior to its arrival at the construction site. It was a game changer. It is a game changer in the industry. That's great. I think um, with everything moving forward at the moment, um, like, like I mentioned before, obviously with adapting to um, the situation of COVID and obviously people working from home, on a positive, I'm aware that, you know, there's been um, a new CEO and board of directors um, with GCP. What impact has this had on the organization? Great question. With our new CEO and board of directors, it's had a tremendous impact on our organization. Um, innovation, we now have a GCP Plus, which is the Amazon model, if you will, for our customers to track and trace their shipments, which is rare in our industry. Um, so in a, that's one example of innovation. Uh, also, uh, we'll be moving into new headquarters, uh, new campus in Cambridge, which is very exciting. Uh, also, our CEO is driving diversity and inclusion. There's now a DNI council that we have. I'm proud to be a member of that group for about a year now. Uh, another initiative the board and our CEO is driving is for us to become an employer of choice. So how do we become an attractive company? There's a lot of talent in the Cambridge, Boston area and, and nationwide. We believe having DNI, having uh, a core, an important safety uh, culture within our organization, being innovative for potential candidates to see um, makes us, will make us an employer of choice. These are very, very exciting times, initiatives, especially in this COVID-19 environment. Like you've just said, you know, th there's so much more positive change that can happen, especially with the scenario that we are in it. You know, it's very unfortunate, but there's so much more that, you know, can happen for the, for the good. With that being said, you know, I think we can both agree that, you know, 2020 has experienced a lot of hardship at the moment and um you know when i do mention hardship i mean with you know with covid and with the black lives matter movement has gcp been impacted um by the social changes with the effect of covid19 and black lives matter thank you charlotte great question i mentioned earlier that we have a dni council we now have seven ergs and one of our ergs is uh, for african-american community uh, within the GCP. I think the timing has been perfect uh, for us with the DNI initiatives because of, um, in addition to uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, becoming a, a very focused item, if you will, uh, in our culture and really around the world now of mm -hmm. what's happened with, uh, uh, what happened to, excuse me, George Floyd um, I think there's a lot more visibility on this. There's a lot of hard work. You're right. Uh, there have been significant challenges as we all have learned to work from home. What we've seen, and I think other companies have seen that you can do 
some of this work from home, not 100% of the time, because there are those of us that want to be back in the office. There are those of us that you know, want a hybrid model, if you will. There are those of us that want to continue to work from home. So how do we as leadership or the board and the C-suite you know, work in this new post or current COVID uh, environment? So, so there has been a lot of changes. I'm not saying this has all been positive because it hasn't. And I think that gets back to Charlotte, my empathy comment. You've got to realize the folks on your team are in a different place. How do you make, how do you make sure they remain engaged and effective? They need more time, you know, if they need time off, how do you make that happen um, in this, uh, in this environment? Absolutely. I think, you know, I don't know if you'd agree, but it's almost as though with, you know, uh, companies having to work from home and kind of take a step back and reflect on what is happening in the world. You're able to kind of then reflect on what's what's best for the company, you know, working from home. Like you said, some of it you can do at home. And of course, you have moments where you miss the office or just that actual kind of, you know, interaction with one another. But it does seem to be a very significant thing. And the fact that you've got the Black Lives Matter movement is something which is actually pushing people to vote for that change to really kind of improve it. And the fact that, you know, like you touch on with the company, that you've got different representatives that are actually being able to use their voice and push things forward. I think that's a really positive thing to have in mind at the moment and just kind of help improve the company where at times there's stuff which is just not, obvi not obvious things to do, but I think it's just... The, there's times where people forget about the significance of something so essential. Well said. And look at the time we're spending on this topic now. Um, I think that, I like that Charles Darwin quote, it's not the strongest or the smartest of the species that survives. It's the one that can adapt to change that survives. So I like to contextualize that uh, as far as our company and my team, the global logistics team is, how do we continue to adapt and not just survive, but to thrive in this new COVID-19 environment? We, our team has three pillars that we have to deliver to the organization. Charlotte, our first pillar is year-over-year -year savings, savings versus market, working capital benefit. And then our second pillar is innovation. What are we gonna do differently as a team you know, we have a strategy where we have strategic logistic service providers, tactical, operational, bottleneck. We're going to approach each of those logistic service providers differently, differently from the ones in the strategic quadrant versus the ones in the bottleneck quadrant. There's different definitions, characteristics of each of these types of logistic service providers and our approach and our strategy with these different types of LSPs are, are different. And then the third pillar is the team, you know, people. Are people being trained? Are people going to webinars if they wanna be going to webinars? Uh, podcasts like this, are, are, are we participating in as an organization? Are people being developed? Do people not wanna be developed? Just wanna be left alone? You know, that, that's that third component, is the team. Uh, getting to that effectiveness and engaged team. No, I, I like the uh, the three pillars there. I think that, that's a really, really good concept. 
um, to have. So obviously before you mentioned about um, innovation, if we could just talk a bit about um, the company and the different strategies and logistics, could you give me some other examples of what's been working effectively and possibly ones that haven't? Yes, uh, Charlotte, of course. So we talked about some examples of digitization uh, with GCP Plus, which allows our customers to use that Amazon model of track and trace. You know, that's what we're used to as a society, for better or worse. And that's one example. Also, logistics works closely with our IT function, our IT organization, in the sense that both functions, logistics, procurement, as one, if I, if I may, in this example, and IT, we're both approached by many, many IT suppliers. So let me give you an example. And many times it's logistics or procurement that can drive the IT change or make the business and IT aware of, hey, there's this potential opportunity in the IT function, in the IT world. RPA, robotic process automation. GCP IT and GCP logistics are looking at three or four companies to help us in this journey. What are some things that the RPI, excuse me, RPA providers have for us that will help us in streamlining our freight, for example, our freight payment process, which currently is very complex, convoluted, is, is one example. Also, for logistics, we uh, are looking at our 3PL provider to provide us with, they're our subject matter experts. So we look to them to provide us to keep us uh, innovative, but we own that relationship. And we now have strategic KPIs in our new agreement with our 3PL to make sure that both parties, GCP and our 3PL are accountable for delivering year over year saving, on time shipments, on time and full shipments. That's a, a recent development with our team our global logistics team. And on the 4PL side, Charlotte, we're looking at providers um, that can help us truly work globally. Where we have 10 to 12 4PLs in Asia, we're working with one core one now in Latin America, two, three in Europe, two in here in North America. What, what does it make sense to leverage our global 4PLs where it's applicable and where it doesn't make sense to stay regional? So we have a global strategy regional execution where applicable, but part of our logistics strategy is to leverage our global, and I'm using the example 4PL provide. And from that, Charlotte, we get a lot of enhancements when we work with, uh, we're working with one now in Mexico that is now providing the Amazon model, track and trace, which now is collecting our data. You know, we own that data. They're collecting it to show us, hey, GCP, here's an opportunity for you to move more full FTL versus LTL shipments, for example. Some exciting stuff when you partner with the right logistics service provider. And it's a lot of work. My team has done a lot of work with RFIs, RFPs, benchmarking, SWOT analysis, and cry check analysis. I'd say, you know, is partnership something that is very significant, not only just to have that successful communication, but just that level of actually being able to collaborate and develop the product. So yeah, is, is partnership something that's um, quite substantial? Charlotte, we talked about earlier in the conversation, the four quadrants of, of um, the CryCheck analysis. And the team has looked at in each region, the four regions, okay, which logistic service provider is strategic for me and why? 
which is a bottleneck. I have to use them. I've got no other alternatives. Nobody else wants this uh, business. Which of my LSPs are operational? This LSP is key to running my day-to-day operations. They could shut me down if I don't have any relationship, any agreement with them. And, and then uh, which the, the tactical, I work with them on a PO, let's use a purchase order example. I just run purchase orders. This supplier is tactical for me and for them. And we both recognize that's a relationship. To your question, where the importance of partnership, I know that word gets bandied about, <laughs> but you asked. So where, where that partnership is crucial is in that strategic quadrant block. You may have, I don't know, you could have 200 LSPs, 300 LSPs. Not everyone is strategic. For us, it's a handful. So with these strategic LSPs, it's where we have engagement between different levels, from our C-suite, from the VP of supply chain, with their VP, their C-suite. It's where we have engagement with innovation, with R&D. These are new uh, products we're working on. This is with, when you're in the strategic quadrant, this is where we're gonna have these discussions about what are you working on GCP that we can speak about in public? What do you need? You know, different things that we need at our vendor sites, our customer sites, to monitor tanks, you know, so on and so forth. These are the conversations we have with our strategic suppliers that truly are part of that SRM or supplier relationship management that we, we initiate, we uh, implement at GCP Logistics. You know, we, we've touched on the current situation um, working from home and the question mark of what, what does the future hold? But could you give me some indication of, you know, what has GCP got planned for like the, the, uh, the growth and the focus for the company? Uh, Charlotte, like I mentioned earlier, in a year's time, we'll be in new headquarters uh, with uh, state-of-the-art labs. Very, very exciting. Uh, we all know the office footprint is going to look a lot different uh, a year from now, now and, and in the future. That's one exciting development. I mentioned over 900 patented, patents, pended, pending, and uh, being filed, most of which I can't speak to, but that's for in the public domain, excuse me, and what we're very excited about. I also mentioned the GCP becoming an employer of choice, some of the work we're doing uh, internally, and again, the board and our CEO are driving uh, that change, and, and the ERGs and the DNI uh, Council are, are all a part of that fundamental shift. Those are some of the exciting things that we're developing, and also our marketing and our IT team and HR team are all part of us moving to being again employer of choice, being again uh, best in class in these different functions. I mean, very very exciting times uh, the, these last two years, if you will, uh, with changes. And again, not to diminish the history of GCP, which comes from W.R. Grace. Uh, Very important. W.R. Grace has done many, many incredible things uh, and still do many, many incredible things. But the the road ahead is very exciting with fraught with challenges in this new COVID environment that you have to be aware of, that you can't sweep under the rug. We believe that GCP, we listen more. We listen more now to our suppliers to our employees. Our CEO and board have initiated surveys a year ago that were taken for each of the functions. 
supply chain where our team resides under, uh, IT, HR, legal, to get a sense of you know, where are we vis-a-vis -vis our frame of reference companies uh, as far as being engaged in an effect, effective uh, organization. So it's listening more, I see, happening more and more at GCP, again, internally and uh, externally. As we all know, st studies have shown 80, 90% of people don't listen. There's, um, Charlotte, you and I talked about in the break, there's two types of listening. There's listening where uh, it's shift response, where you're going to always shift it back to you, whatever mm -hmm. the person's talking about. And there's the more dynamic, active listening, which is support response. Okay, Charlotte's just asked me a question. How do I support what she's asked me, where it's applicable and where it makes sense? So these are exciting developments within GCP logistics and GCP overall. That is great. I mean, I'm, it's, it sounds like all exciting content, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping for our listeners, they're just able to get a better insight into um, you know, the, the magic at GCP, um, you know, like we said, the hardship that has happened over um, the last few months, but it is, like you said before, it's a very exciting future that you've got, you know, in your hands of whether it's, you know, um, the different, different parts that we've mentioned before, but I think it's, it's really something exciting to look forward to. And, you know, we're, we're excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Charlotte, that's, I pre, we appreciate those comments. I mean, as, as part of the LGBT community, um, I, I, I want to be a positive role model, not just with the company, but in the industry. And I think creating that environment, we talked about people living authentic lives, that's how you get to be an employer of choice. You get to best in class status by having people believe, oh, my voice is being heard or uh, you know, we're addressing unconscious bias. We're moving just beyond the male-female uh, diversity conversation to include more unconscious bias, to include the Asian American community, Black community, LGBT, veterans. The male-female dynamic is huge. It's important. Uh, but we're also realizing we, we all do better when one of us does better in GCP. I think that that sounds like a very accurate mantra. I think it, it's definitely one to stand by. Um, so no, I, I think with um, with everything we have spoke about, um, you know, it, it's a lot that's been covered. But are there any other key areas that you would like to discuss? I know you've touched on um, some more information there, but is there anything else you'd like to bring to the conversation? Or oh, Charlotte, we at GCP are, are proud to be part of this supply chain podcast. We're excited about the work that we're doing. Um, if anyone has any questions uh, that we at GCP or I can help with, you know, please let me know. We appreciate this forum to get our message across, and also to help others that are in similar situations. You know, what are you doing about COVID-19 GCP? What are you doing at GCP Logistics? What are you doing as far as being innovative? What is your digitization? Because we have a view of the future state of the logistics manager. It's all part of that work that we're doing at GCP, which I'm very proud to be a part of. That's great. I mean, with, with that being said, would you like to just mention um, where people can find you um, online? Of course. Uh, you can find me at al.shyman, S-C-H-Y-M-A-N, at gcpat.com. That's great. And obviously, you've got 
the website, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> you just uh, put in Shine in and it, it, I cannot run, I cannot hide. You'll, you'll <laughs> and I'm glad, you know, glad to be found. <laughs> uh, well, I, I've really enjoyed um, the conversation today, Al. Um, really appreciate your time. And I think um, it's, it's a lot of content for people to listen to, and I hope they're excited for it. But um, I really appreciate your time. But um, my, pl my pleasure, Charlotte. Thank you for your time. Th thank you. Thank you.